0: Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay, Bay Area Podcast and the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available on your favorite directories, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe podcasts on Twitter. And if you want to find me personally, you can find me at Radio on Twitter. Now, on this week's show, we're going to be looking at the Oakland Raiders and the San Francisco 49ers as they each head into their Week 17 matchups in the NFL. And we will look to provide all of you with important information and statistics that can help everybody make some money in the betting market. So without further ado, we're going to dive in with the Oakland Raiders as they have to travel to Denver to take on their division rivals in the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are currently a three-point favorite after opening up at four-and-a-half. And the over-under is currently at 41. Now, the Raiders won last week against the Chargers on the road by the score of 24-17. Even though it was a road game in typical Chargers fashion, the stadium was filled to the brim with opposing fans as the Black Hole traveled pretty well to that venue and the Raiders were able to get away with the 7-point victory. Now, the Raiders are 7-8, and eight, but they're actually in a very unique situation where their playoff hopes are still alive. I mentioned last week as a joke that they needed a lot to go their way in order to actually have a shot at making the playoffs, and so far, they're halfway there. So if you want to talk about what happened last week, they needed the Steelers to lose, the Colts to win, the Titans to lose, the... They needed to win, and they needed the Browns to lose one of their last two games, and they ended up losing to the Ravens. So all five of those things did actually happen. However, there's still a lot that the Raiders need to have happen in order to make it into the playoffs, but it is definitely doable. The five things that they need the Bears, the Lions, the Chargers, or the Patriots to win in Week 17, they need need to beat Denver, naturally. They need the Steelers to lose, they need the Titans to lose, and they need the Colts to win. If all five of those things happen, the Oakland Raiders will be the sixth seed in the AFC, and they will make it to the playoffs, and that is definitely something that looked almost impossible during their implosion a couple of weeks ago, but they managed to well, rally before it was too late, and right now, I mean, of course, the odds of them actually getting into the playoffs are relatively slim, and if you look at some of the offshore books, I saw the Raiders and not making the playoffs at minus 10,000, but either or, they still have a shot, and that's really all you need it, to ask for going into Week 17, considering the preseason expectations of the Raiders. Now, recapping what happened last week, Derek Carr ended up completing 26 of 30 pass attempts, very efficient, for 291 passing yards with one touchdown and zero interceptions. Other than that, DeAndre Washington ended up rushing the ball 23 times for 85 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown since Josh Jacobs was unable to play. Other than that, tight end Darren Waller didn't really do much for receptions for 37 receiving yards wide receiver Tyrell Williams had 4 receptions for 82 receiving yards and Hunter Renfro had a very solid game as he ended up having 7 receptions for 105 receiving yards and 1 receiving touchdown. Now for the defense the defense ended up forcing uh, 0 turnovers, they had 1 sack, but they allowed just 284 total yards of offense so the defense, even though they didn't officially sack Rivers, they forced him into a couple of uncomfortable situations and that ended up causing some charger drives to stall out. If you hold any NFL team below 300 yards you had a pretty solid day defensively and the Raiders will look for another solid defensive performance on the road against the Broncos on Sunday now talking about the injury report a lot of injuries to cover here for the Raiders definitely not uh, anything promising offensive tackle I mentioned last week. Uh, Trent Brown is on IR, so he is out for the rest of the season. Offensive guard Gabe Jackson has not practiced this week due to a knee injury. Offensive guard Richie Incognito has not practiced due to an ankle injury. Running back Josh Jacobs has not practiced due to a shoulder injury. Uh, there's rumors that Jacobs might actually be able to go. He's currently being listed as questionable, but that remains to be seen. Uh, if he is unable to go, that definitely will impact the rate of chances of winning, as well as his personal chances of winning the Offensive Rookie of the Year award but that remains to be seen. Defensive back, Lamarcus Joyner, has not practiced all week due to a calf injury. And wide receiver, Tyrell Williams, has not practiced due to a foot injury. Uh, Williams had some issues with his foot all season long, and they eventually have appeared once again, as he is currently being listed as questionable. So you could potentially be missing six key starters for the Raiders on Sunday, which is definitely a cause for concern, but their statuses will be updated closer to game time. As of right now, it does not look that good for all six, but Jacobs, I'd say, is probably going to be able to give it a go. Now, switching gears to the Broncos, they ended up also winning last week as they beat the Lions at home by this, by 10 points. The Broncos are 6-9 so far this season, as they have already been eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, Drew Locke, rookie quarterback, was pretty solid last week. Completed 25 of 33 pass attempts for 192 passing yards with one passing touchdown and zero interceptions. Running back Phillip Lindsay, though, was very solid, as he ended up having 19 carries for 109 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown. Uh, Wide receiver Cortland Sutton didn't really do much as he had five receptions for 41 receiving yards. However, the Broncos' defense was absolutely fantastic last week. I mentioned how good the Raiders were by limiting the Chargers to less than 300 total yards. The Broncos held the Lions to less than 200 total yards on offense as the Lions only accumulated 192 total yards, and the Broncos also had four sacks. However, the Broncos' special teams was a bit of a concern in the game last week, as they ended up giving up a punt return touchdown. Broncos could have easily won this game by 20 if they did not give up the touchdown return, but now they'll simply look to just prevent the same thing from happening on Sunday at home against the Raiders. Now, further injury report here. Offensive tackle, Jawan James, has not practiced due to a knee injury. Offensive guard, Ron O'Leary is not practicing due to a concussion. An offensive tackle, Elijah Wilkinson, has not practiced due to an ankle injury. So you have three injuries to offensive linemen. And you have to wonder how big of an impact that could potentially make for Denver, especially in the passing game, as they will look to keep their young quarterback upright and try to keep him off of the ground. Now for the trends in this game, the Raiders are actually 4-0 against the spread in the last four meetings, and the Broncos are 2-7-1 against the spread in their last ten games as a home favorite. So my prediction for this game, I think the Raiders will be able to get the job done on the road here, despite all the injuries, and I think they should win this game by the score of 20-17, which means that I like the Raiders plus three, and I also like the under 41 in this game. Now, the main reasons why I like the Raiders, first of all, track record-wise, the Raiders have just done really well against Denver in recent years, and I think that they should be able to continue playing well against them in this one. Uh, The Raiders, offensively, still look very solid. Carr's been very efficient. I'm still... Unsure what to think of Drew Locke. He's been solid so far, but his sample size extremely small, and I question just how well he will continue playing as film continues to accumulate on him. So the Raiders have more plays and more footage to actually look at and come up with a game plan for. But mostly, the reason why is just based on motivation. I know the Broncos want to try to finish the season out, you know, with a bang, even though they have uh, they're going to finish the year with a losing record. But the Raiders are still fighting for a playoff, you know, spot here. And the Raiders know that they're in must-win territory. I think the Raiders just have uh, more talent offensively. I think that the Raiders should be able to take care of business in this must-win game. Plus three just seems like a little bit too high of a spread for me. I think if the Broncos are going to win this game, I think it will be a very close game. And I think they could win by three. So I think there is value on the Raiders on that one. And for the under 41, it's a low total, but I think it's warranted. I mentioned the injuries to the offensive line on both sides, as well as some playmakers on Oakland, I'm a bit concerned with how both these teams will be able to generate big plays offensively with a decent amount of issues regarding protection, as well as the fact that both teams generally like to slowly and methodically move the ball downfield, so I think that both teams should be able to sustain decently long drives, and I think that you won't see many big play touchdowns in this game. And plus, the weather in Denver is going to be cold this time of year, so that could potentially impact some of the passing plays, especially since Derek Carr has struggled in his career in cold weather, so that is something to keep in mind. But for me, I like the Raiders plus three, and I also like the under 41. However, if you want more information about the Raiders exclusively, Believe has you covered. Check out the Believe in Raiders podcast hosted by Brad Williamson, where he will lay out the keys to victory for the Raiders this week against the Broncos. Now, people always ask me what some of my favorite hobbies are besides gambling, and my favorite hobby by far is probably something that a lot of you also like to do, and that is Sleep. However, one of the biggest issues that comes with sleeping is temperature. It's tough to get a good night's sleep if you are too hot or too cold. So let me tell you about the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal uh, sleep fitness by learning your sleeping habits and adjusting the bed temperature automatically, which means that if you like the bed cold and your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have it both ways and you don't have to worry about getting into a huge argument about it. Try the Pod for 100 nights and if you don't love it, they will refund your purchase in a range of free Pick up For a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to eatsleep.com slash pro. Once again, eatsleep.com slash pro for $150 off of your purchase. Now, switching gears, talking about the other game, the primetime game here that was correctly flexed to Sunday Night Football, a matchup between the 49ers and Seattle. The 49ers have to travel on the road for this one. The 49ers open up as a pick'em, and they're currently a three-point favorite. It's been bet up to three and a half in some spots, but it's still primarily 3 So I would personally take that uh, sooner rather than later if you actually do like the 49ers because that line should continue to climb. And the over-under has stayed steadily at 47. Now, the 49ers were able to win last week against the Rams at home. Uh, On Saturday Night Football, by the score of 34-31, Jimmy Garoppolo completed 16 of his 27 pass attempts for 248 passing yards, with one passing touchdown and two interceptions. Definitely didn't look great behind the pocket, he was faced with constant pressure, and he was able to overcome it and lead the 49ers to a game-winning drive, but Garoppolo will need to play better in the future if the 49ers plan on making a potential Super Bowl run. Now, leading the backfield was Raheem Mostert, who had 11 carries for 53 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown. The team as a whole, though, pretty solid once again on the ground, 23 carries for 119 rushing yards, which is equivalent to 5.2 yards per carry, along with two rushing touchdowns. Now, tight end George Kittle was great once again, as he had five receptions for 79 receiving yards and one receiving touchdown. San Francisco's defense, though, did not really play that well as they ended up giving up 31 points, they had zero sacks, and they gave up 395 total yards. However, they were able to get a pick-six before halftime, which was a huge momentum boost for the 49ers. So instead of entering the half-trailing, they entered the half with a lead, as they were able to intercept Jared Goff and take it to the crib with less than one minute remaining. Now talking about the injury news here for the 49ers, not great but not terrible. Uh, Defensive end, Ford is likely going to miss another game with a hamstring injury as he has not practiced all week. Safety, Jaquiski Tart is limited in practice with a rib injury. He's expected to play, but he's definitely not at 100% according to multiple reports. And unfortunately, there was some issues uh, in practice today. On Thursday, as defensive tackle, Julian Taylor suffered a knee injury in today's practice, and he is currently being listed as doubtful for this game. 49ers could potentially shut him down for the rest of the year. They're going to do some tests and see how his knee turned out, but it definitely does not look that great, and he is most likely not going to be able to suit up for Sunday night football. Now, switching gears to Seattle, they ended up suffering a really disappointing loss to the Cardinals last week at home by the score of 27-13. They got dominated pretty much throughout the entire game, and they were unable to find any answers. They currently have an 11-4 record. However, if they are able to win this game against the 49ers, they will be the NFC West champions, so there is a lot riding on this game for Seattle and for San Francisco also, because if San Francisco wins, they will officially be the one-seed in the NFC, which means home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Now, Seattle, even though they're currently 11-4 and in possession of the five spot or the first wildcard spot, however you want to phrase it, they actually still have a path to get the one seed in the NFC. They need a lot of stuff to go their way, and it's not that realistic, but it is still possible. If Seattle is able to win and the Saints and Green Bay both lose, Seattle will get the one seed. And if Seattle is able to win and Green Bay loses then Seattle will get a bye, and they will be the two-seed regardless. So they still need either Green Bay or the Saints to lose uh, in addition to winning the Sunday night game in order to get a bye, which is a little bit unrealistic because the Packers end up playing the Lions, and the Lions have completely fallen apart, and the Saints play Carolina, who has also fallen apart. So it's a little bit unrealistic, but you can hope the dream, and Seattle still has a shot at the bye. But... Uh, Looking at what happened last week, quarterback Russell Wilson struggled as he ended up completing 16 of 31 pass attempts for 169 yards with one passing touchdown and zero interceptions. Running back Chris uh, Chris Carson had eight carries for 40 rushing yards, didn't really do much. Uh, Wide receiver Tyler Lockett had one catch for 12 yards. And wide receiver DK Metcalf, who's been very solid as a rookie in the passing game, did absolutely nothing last week as he had zero receptions and he was completely shut out by Arizona's secondary. However, uh, tight end Jacob Hollister was pretty solid last week as he had five receptions for 64 receiving yards. The main issue for Seattle and the reason why their offense struggled so much against Arizona was because they couldn't protect Russell Wilson as they ended up surrendering five sacks. Uh, They allowed Chandler Jones, who's now back in the running for Defensive Player of the Year, they allowed multiple sacks to him, and Russell Wilson ended up on his back for most of the game. They will definitely need to work on that moving forward against San Francisco's elite defensive fronts. Uh, as for Seattle's defense, they weren't great either as they ended up having two sacks, they forced zero turno- turnovers, and they allowed 412 rushing, uh, four hundred and twelve yards. Couldn't stop the ground game mostly as Kenyon Drake ran all over them, and even Kyler Murray and Hunley who uh, came in after Murray got injured in the second half also played really well. So Seattle's defense will look to get it together on this uh, Sunday night football game at home in the regular season finale. Now, talk about the injury report. Uh, you have a couple of injuries here for Seattle. Uh, offensive tackle Dwayne Brown has not practiced due to a knee and a bicep injury. Guard Mike Iupati has not practiced due to a neck injury. Uh, safety Quandre Diggs has not practiced due to an ankle injury. Defensive end Jadavion Clowney was limited with a core injury, and offensive tackle Jermaine um, Effetti has not. Pr- uh, was limited and he is currently dealing with a knee injury, so he is questionable for this game. Now, one other injury that is worth mentioning was the injury to Chris Chris Carson. The reason why he only had 40 rushing yards was because he ended up suffering a season-ending injury in that game, and he is out for the rest of the year, which is a big loss to Seattle, uh, for Seattle, who has now had to replace him. And Seattle decided to go back to the well a little bit as they ended up deciding to sign Robert Turbin and Marshawn Lynch, to fill the void there for Chris Carson, which means that in the most important game of the season for both teams, there will be a beast mode sighting. Whether or not you think he's going to do well because he hasn't played in about a year is besides the point. He's an entertaining character. I've always been a fan of Marshawn Lynch and just, you know, the way that he plays the sport. And seeing him once again on the field on Sunday night is just going to be a great sight to see. That's something to keep in mind. Do I think he'll be that effective? No. I still think he's going to be great on the goal line because Lynch is probably either the hardest or one of the most hard or one of the hardest uh, running backs to tackle in short-yarded situations. But I don't think he's gonna have that good of a game. I think they'll try to limit his touches a little bit since he is going to come into this game relatively raw and potentially rusty. But at the same point, I'll look for him to potentially get into the end zone in this game due to his ability to break tackles at the line of scrimmage. Now for the trends in this game, the 49ers are four and one against the spread in their last five road games versus a team with a winning home record and the Seahawks are 2-6 against the spread in their last eight home games. My prediction for this game, I think the 49ers will win by the score of 24-20, which means that I like the 49ers minus 3, and I also like the under 47 in this game. Main reasons why I like the 49ers in this game is because of the fact that, first of all, I think they're the healthier team. Even though Ford is injured and he's probably not going to play, Seattle's offensive line has dealt with a ton of injuries. You have a questionable tackle in Effetti, who's might not play. You have Ayupati, who has in practice, who's a huge deal at the offensive guard position. And if he's unable to go, that will be a big loss for Seattle. And you also have offensive tackle Dwayne Brown, who might not be able to play either. They've already had issues protecting Wilson, as it is. He got sacked five times last week. I have issues with regard to trusting Seattle's offensive line and their defense as well. And I think that San Francisco's just the better overall team. First game that they played went to overtime. Could have gone either way. Uh, San Francisco probably could have won... Uh, but they ended up missing a field goal that would have given them the win. Now Robbie Gould's back, so if they're in a situation where they need a game-winning kick, they definitely have a more trustworthy kicker in that spot. And this game will be very close. Should come down to the wire, but I think this total's a bit too high based on the offensive line issues for Seattle, and I think this game should come down to the wire, but I like the 49ers to win by the score of 24-20, to which means that I think the 49ers will end up getting home field advantage throughout the playoffs Now, uh, once again, though, if you want more information about the 49ers exc- exclusively, Believe has you covered. Check out the Believe in 49ers podcast hosted by Rashawn Haylock alongside 13-year NFL veteran Eric Davis. Once again, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And if you want to reach out to me personally, you can find me at Shell Radio. Other than that, though, let's take over to installment of the uh, betting Bay area podcast here in the Believe podcast network and good luck to all of you and your respective bets today. Bye everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call click Granger.com, or just stop by Granger.